decisions, or more specifically, indecision. The term we use in the military is indecision kills. And I want to talk to you a little bit in this podcast about decisions and why so many people struggle at making them and the negative effect that can have on you with the inability to make decisions. Small decisions, big decisions, you name it. Um, you know, I say indecision kills. In the military, that's truth. Uh, if you don't know how to make good decisions, quick decisions, uh, in a fast way, then people can die. You can die, the person next to you can die. So you have to be able to make good decisions. And we train and we do things in the military to help us with decision making. Less than 1% of our population serves in the military. 0.05%. So not many people out there listening have ever served in the military. And so you probably have never really received any decision-making training. You know, maybe you played some sports or something in high school where, you know, you get the opportunity to make some decisions that way. But when it comes to actual training on decision-making, most people have never experienced it. So I want to talk to you a little bit in this podcast about how important the decision-making process is and why people struggle with it and the the impact that can have on you and, um, you know, everything I talk about in these episodes, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to help. I'm trying to bring about some awareness and with some things that you may really struggle with so that you can get better and live the life you want to live and accomplish the things you want to live and not be frozen and stuck with, you know, paralysis by analysis or whatever, um, might be plaguing you with regards to decisions. So in the military, indecision can literally kill. Uh, in the civilian sector, which is what most people are out there, and I myself now am, I'll always be a veteran military trained, but I'm a civilian now. So fortunately, I'm not having to make decisions that have such significant um, potential repercussions. But what I want you to understand with regards to decisions, specifically, probably in your world and the rest of us world is when it comes to mental energy. A lot of these episodes that I, I'm, I'm talking about, and I'm really trying to help people understand the concept of mental energy from mental health and how they go hand in hand and why so many people struggle with a lot of things related to mental health. I'm not talking necessarily about mental illness. If you listen to these podcasts, it's two different things. I'm talking about mental health, like physical health, proactive training. That's what we do at Boost. That's what I'm about, teaching you tactics and techniques and awareness so that you can build routines and have an awareness that you can conserve because this is what optimum performance is. If you want to be the best performer, whatever that means to you, the best athlete, the best businessman or woman, the best, you know, marketer or lawyer or whoever, doctor, whatever it is, you've got to understand the concept of energy, particularly mental energy. The brain controls the body. It's not the other way around. A lot of people, you know, they focus on other aspects of health, physical health, nutritional health, spiritual health, which are all important, but, you know, you got to get the mind right. And so decision-making is one thing that affects your mental energy and it zaps a lot of it because the average person, I'm going to tell you some, some numbers here, right? The average person out there makes about 35,000 decisions a day, consciously 35,000 decisions, big decisions, small decisions. And you may think you're a person that doesn't make a lot of decisions, but you are. Um, and that, Every decision is firing, you know, it, it's these neurons that are starting to fire to process, to, to connect, to make sense, to um, do what a brain is supposed to do. And with all these decisions and all this electricity going on, and especially when it's sporadic, inconsistent decisions, you can get tired. And then what happens is decision fatigue sets in. And a lot of people 
because they wake up and their brain is just going and they're worrying and they're wondering and they're thinking and they're spending time obsessing and thinking about things that don't matter at the moment or may not matter ever really. Your brain's in there like repping it out, you know, just like your bicep, your brain's repping it out. And mentally, fatigue is setting in. So that's not good. It's hard to do anything at an optimum level when you are fatigued, physically fatigued, nutritionally fatigued, spiritually fatigued, mentally fatigued. And so you've got to get an understanding about decisions. And it's simple. So think about this, right? You're how often are you talking with a friend or a spouse or a coworker or anybody? And you just say something like, hey, you know, where do you want to go eat tonight? I don't care. I don't know. You know, what do you want to do? Uh, it doesn't matter to me. You know, I'm, I'm good. I don't you know, what's do you have any kind of food that you like? Well, I don't know. I like that conversation goes on back and forth and people are sitting there literally <laughs> burning up. You know, you think you're not really making a decision, but you're not you're making decisions by not making one. And it's this conversation can go on and on and on. And a it's taking up time, you know, and we'll come back to that time is not a renewable resource and mentally tough people, high emotional intelligence people understand the concept of time. And we do everything we can to protect, protect our time and decision making is a big part of it. So, you know, if you're one of these people that find, oh, I can't, I'm just not good at making decisions. I can't make decisions like that's not a strength. Right. Um, but I'll tell you why people are like that, why people don't want to make decisions. Um, and there's a few reasons, but just understand first and foremost, the concept of what your brain is doing when you're trying to make all of these constant decisions. Um, and then you make a bad decision and then that eats more energy because now you're overthinking everything that happened there and what you should do or could do or didn't do or whatever based on that decision you did or didn't make. So your brain's all over the place, right? Ruminating, worrying, time traveling. And you're, you're, uh, so the purpose of what we're trying to do and a lot of the things I train people on is how to quiet that down and how to, how to make you a better decision maker, um, a confident decision maker so that you can go out and do the stuff that, that you want to do and feel more healthy and, and happy and have energy. And so, so why do people not want to make decisions? Well, we live in the one reason is we live in the most stimulating time in human history. So our brains are distracted by things that are after our attention to control our thoughts and our decision making all day, every day, 24 seven. And if you're not, if you don't have defense tactics and awareness up against that, then you're just being pulled all over the place, you know, you know, whatever the case may be. So your brain is just always spinning and, and you're distracted and it's hard to keep a straight thought. And, you know, most people never really think they don't sit around today. And you could probably think about yourself or anybody, you know, like when was the last time you literally just like sat down for an hour or five minutes and thought, just thinking, not worrying, like thinking. I mean, that's why we don't hear about philosophers anymore, right? We live in this hyper overstimulated world where people don't think at all. They just react. And that that is a result of a lot of these bad decisions and indecisions that zap your mental energy. So we want you to be able to respond, not react. Much more energy efficient, much higher probability of making a good decision. So think about that. So we we struggle with decisions because we're so inundated with stimulation. There's so many choices. You know, you look at your TV now, 900, 9,000, whatever channels there are, you know, um, we worry, you know, because of social media and all these other things, people have access to quote unquote, see us, follow us, whatever it is. So we, we are so worried about 
letting people down or what people may think if we make a wrong decision that we get, you know, we just freeze up. Um, and that's not good. You know, the secret, and I'll tell you the secret, right? Here's the secret. It's not necessarily that you do decision-making training. The secret to making better decisions is making fewer decisions. And this is going to take some work. Believe me, it's, it's, you have to understand what your mindset is right now, what takes up your time and attention, why you may struggle, and then start to think about ways that you can make fewer decisions. And, and that's what we'll talk a little bit. There's some strategies to help you make fewer decisions. And I want to talk to you a little bit about that. You know, everything I talk to you about, I'm not a talker. If you know me by now, I'm always going to say, give you real world application to try to improve these things, because that's all I want you to do. I know what everybody out there is struggling with. I've been in this game long enough. I've been around. I've talked to people. I've struggled with it. And I know what helps. And I want to share it with you. So I hope you try some of the things that I'm talking about, explore some of the things that I'm talking about. You know, Google decision fatigue and learn more, learn more about it. Because what happens when your brain gets tired, you get reckless. You know, you start making bad decisions, decisions that are not well thought out. And then one bad decision leads to X, Y, Z. And then you go down that rabbit hole and now communication and everything falls apart. So if you're a leader out there, you're a supervisor, a boss, you run an organization, you run it, you have to understand that most of the people that are working with you and for you are not good at making decisions, not because they're bad or dumb people. That's not everything I talk about in here. Nothing. I want everybody to hear that. It's not because you're flawed, you're damaged, you're bad, you know, you're screwed up. It's because you haven't been trained. You haven't, this stuff has not been available to you by design, which is sad. You know, and I think there's other episodes you can hear as to why you don't know a lot about the stuff we're talking about. And my job is getting it to you. So how can you start to improve decision making? Well, the first thing you can do, and I'll give you a classic example, right? Mentally tough people, high EQ people, people that get shit done, that understand energy, that understand the concept of time, you know, never look busy. You know, they they get things done. I mean, so but they figure out ways to minimize the decision-making process. So for instance, Steve Jobs, you guys probably know who he is, right? He accomplished some pretty, pretty good shit. Did some things crazy, but he was efficient and he knew how to do big, bold things. And he valued his time and decision-making. He did not want to spend one second of his day thinking or making decisions about things that did not matter, that did not move him towards his goal. That's why he wore the same outfit every day because he he said, I'm going to wear these jeans, this black mock turtleneck, these white shoes. That's it. I don't give a shit what I wear to work. I don't care. He's not going to wake up in the morning and spend 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes. Oh, should I wear these pants? Does this go with that shirt? You know, oh, I don't know. Let me try that on. No, I don't like this. Let me do that. That takes time, right? How many of you do that in the morning is a 30 minute production, you know, of trying to figure out what you're going to wear. And you're making decisions, decisions, little decisions, big decisions, and you're taking up time and you're using mental energy. So I, I try to adopt a lot of the things that people like that have done. You know, I one of the strategies. So that's just one example. Think about things that you spend your time on and that requires you to make decisions in a day that is really irrelevant. You know, I'm not saying don't give a shit about what you wear. Don't get really. But one of the strategies that can help you with that is minimalism. And I'll do a podcast on minimalism. I'm a minimalist. I haven't always been one. I used to be a guy that wanted all the stuff, the clothes, the fancy stuff, the, you know, the, the American thing, you know, it's about happiness is the things that you buy. 
it's in materials and materialistic things, which it's not. And, you know, that's why I love Buddhism and that, but it's not happiness is not in any of that. And I'm trying to help you figure out what real happiness is about. Happiness is about having hope, having good mental energy, having purpose and passion and having time to do the things that you want to do. So for instance, you know, one thing as minimalism, you know, you can go through, clean out that closet. You know, I really try to keep my closet down to about 15 to 20 total shirts, you know, three or four pairs of pants, a handful of shoes, and I can just come in there, grab something and go, you know, I'm not quite one wardrobe kind of guy yet, but I'm, I'm thinning it down. And so I don't spend much time in the morning trying to figure that out, you know, because um, it doesn't really matter to me. Um, and there's a bunch of other ways you can you can do things for minimalism. You know, Google that, research it. We'll talk more about it. Mindfulness training. That's a big I'm a big proponent proponent of that. You know, a lot of people run around all day mindlessly. So they don't have an awareness of their thoughts, of their decisions, of their uh, reactions that they're doing. So mindfulness training, you know, being aware, slowing down, breathing, being in the moment, being present. That's what mindfulness means. Be present. So you can do things like mindful eating. You go eat lunch today or breakfast or if you're drinking a coffee like don't just grab it and sit there and go and run 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 like slow down take a couple breaths like savor it taste it feel the texture in your mouth like experience it and that will bring you into the moment you know and it's in that moment is where you can start to be present and you won't need to make as many decisions because you're not just kind of running at you know the surface level here and then meditation as always meditation meditate damn it if you do not meditate start practicing it start trying it meditation is going to help you clear up the mind, be present, give that brain that's running a thousand miles an hour a chance to rest, you know, and recover. You know, you owe it to your brain. It's like a little mental vacation when you meditate. And I always tell just an MVP, a minimally viable practice. You don't need to turn into some 20 minute, 40 minute transcendental meditation guy or girl unless you want to. That's great. I'm talking about just find five minutes in the morning, five minutes in the afternoon or evening, you know, a couple times, five minutes, 10 minutes total a day of doing some meditation and you're going to suck. Believe me, if you don't meditate and you start trying, you're going to not be able to do it. You're going to shut your eyes, use a guided meditation. That's what I want you to, you know, guided five minute guided meditation. And uh, just listen to what the person's telling you to do and practice it. And you're going to shut your eyes and you're gonna be like, this is stupid. I can't do it. Well, no, because you're deconditioned. Just like if you were, your body was deconditioned and you went to the gym for the first time, the weights are going to suck. It's going to piss you off. It's going to be heavy. Your brain's the same way. It's just deconditioned. So you have to stick with it. This is another thing in the military that they teach us. Routines get results. And this is why most people struggle because as soon as something gets difficult or painful, they quit. And then they say, I can't do it or it doesn't work. Bullshit on both of those. You can do it and it does work. You just have to learn to practice and fight through the discomfort of the initial week or whatever it takes until you start getting comfortable with it. So meditation, minimalism, mindfulness, kind of the three M's. Those are three ways to work on it. But first and foremost, just be aware of your decisions and start making a decision faster. Uh, if somebody says, hey, where do you want to go eat tonight? Say, let's go get sushi. Boom. Make a decision. And you will start to understand the concept of energy. You will feel better. You will be more present. You'll make better decisions. And that's what it's all about.